episode of We're Going There. My name is Shania, and once someone broke into our house while I was sound asleep in my room. My name is Laura, and about three years ago, I was kicked in the leg by a horse, and now I just have a lump on my leg that the doctors don't know what it is. Hi, my name is Alyssa, and when I was in grade six, I won a spelling bee. I deserved it. My name is Mariah, and when I was six, I was afraid of Amelia Earhart. <laughs> May I ask why? Um, because <laughs> because she she, like, she disappeared and she, nobody knew if she died or not, and so I used to be afraid that she was gonna like jump out of my closet <laughs> or like underneath my bed. Fair enough. Was like the zombie, like the boogeyman. Spooky. Before we start, I just want to preface this episode by saying it's our first one. I mean, obviously this is our first episode of this entire series, but it's also all of our first time making a podcast entirely on our own. Yes, we're editing, producing, and distributing this podcast entirely by ourselves, so who knows, this might be kind of a roller coaster of a ride. So our first topic for today is mental health in sports, because I feel like in sports we always talk about people's like physical health or like their um their physical ability i guess yeah. there's a lot of like physical aspects yeah that are related i think to it's always sports. focused on like getting better and getting more fit more strong mm-hmm. and always like advancing forward as well and yeah like, yeah there's such exactly. a focus on winning and like, being better so i think all of us were pretty involved with sports when we were younger um so when i was like four i started doing competitive gymnastics and then i did diving and track and field and i do cheerleading so like i've always done sports Mm -hmm. um do you want to talk about what you've done yeah uh, when i was six i started both soccer and field hockey i played soccer for six years and field hockey for 13 and i've just started up again after four years of not playing and i've also ridden horses um just for fun throughout my entire life as well so that's a a sport too (laughs) Um, I started playing soccer when I was five and played until I was 20, so about 15 years. Um, I also water ski and I run cross country, or I did run cross country, not anymore. <laughs> Very adamant about that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I started playing soccer when I was seven and I played that until I was in grade 10. I also played, um, softball for a couple years in there. I did dance and then I did gymnastics from grade 6 to grade 10, and I sailed for a year, and I started field hockey when I was in grade 10. I tried a lot of things. Oh, wow. And I'm playing, I just started playing field Mm -hmm. hockey again as well. Cool. Um, I was actually talking to one of my friends slash co-workers a few days ago, and we were talking about how, like, gymnastics is the most mentally stressful sport because, like, you're always learning something, Mm -hmm. and then, like, you, you fail every time until you get it, and then you immediately start doing... Mm-hmm. a new skill and like you're failing all the time and so it's like a very mentally exhausting sport yeah yeah you never just get to be good at it it's I, it's funny because like from an outsider perspective whenever anyone can do anything gymnasticsy, I'm always so amazed mm-hmm. so it's, it's so different like from within the sport versus like looking in as well I feel like it's similar to water skiing um in that aspect because you can either do a backflip or you can't and it's the same thing when you're if you're trying to get pulled behind a boat, you either stand up or you don't, and it's very difficult to feel like you're making progress when you either, like, you have a result or you fall on the ground mm-hmm. or in the water. <laughs> Do you want to talk about, Alyssa, how, like, having all these concussions... Mm-hmm. I'm just going <laughs> to jump right into this. Yeah. Alyssa's had, like, a million concussions. I have. Um, 
But like soccer, like you did it for like 15 years. So obviously it was like a huge part of your life. And then you had all these concussions and like had to stop. So like how did that affect you not being able to do something that was such a big part of your life? Um, yeah, I, yeah, I played soccer for a long, long time. And then I got my first concussion when I was, I think probably in grade 10 or 11. And then I got another three in kind of quick succession. Um, and then the last one was really bad. I, um, couldn't read for like a month after I had it and I still get headaches from it. And I basically had to stop completely because even though I don't really get symptoms anymore, um, the risk of going back and playing again is very... It's, it's like, way too dangerous, um, especially when, yeah, I don't know, even if I, like, if I, like, stand up too quickly and hit my head on, like, the top of the fridge or something, <laughs> which I have done, wow. um, then I get a headache that, like, lasts for, like, an hour, um, and it's really silly. Um, it's really difficult to go from doing something that you've done forever um, to not doing it anymore. For me, one of the most immediate um, repercussions was... I didn't know when to shower because <laughs> for the longest time I showered on Tuesday night, Thursday night, and Sunday night. Um, and then when I wasn't active anymore, it became very difficult to kind of get into a schedule. <laughs> Having come back into field hockey, finally I have a showering schedule, but it's not perfect because yeah. field hockey is Thursday and Saturday. And then what do I do for the other like four days of the week? <laughs> you only shower twice a week. <laughs> Just yeah. in the like, same one after the yeah. other. <laughs> I find that's very linked to mental health as well. Like for me, being clean or like having a schedule of some sort always makes me feel productive. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. not having that, I think that would be hard. I also like, I kept feeling like I wasn't working hard enough. Because like doing soccer is like a very, like you said, like you, you really focus on the physical and when you feel like out of breath and sweaty and like you can't run anymore, that really makes you feel like you've accomplished something. Whereas right. like the other, activity I, I, the other activities I was doing in my life, I feel like I didn't quite feel like that. So especially last year, like, that last year was the first year when I, I basically, like, had decided that I was never going to do it again, um, whereas the year before, I wasn't doing it, but I kept thinking, like, maybe next month I'll feel better, and, like, last year, I just, like, friggin', like, heaped my plate with activity, because I kept thinking that something was gonna, like, fill that hole, mm -hmm. and nothing did, really, just because there was nothing that made me feel, like, so, like, I had accomplished something. Everything else was just, like, like, I could work and I could do school and I could do other activities, but it's not quite the same. Mm -hmm. Do you think for you it was also the team aspect of it and playing a team sport versus, like, just going to the gym regularly or something? Yeah. Also, like, I have very little self-discipline. <laughs> so, like, having a, having a competition, like, having, like, you have to run and get that ball because if you don't, someone else is going to get it is a right. lot more motivating than just, like, do a push-up because you want to because right. <laughs> I don't want to yeah. who does <laughs> I can run a lot farther on a field than I can yeah. if I like the other day I told myself that I was gonna walk home I went to a fitness class and I told myself I was gonna walk home from the class and then I saw on my phone that there was an Evo near me so I told myself <laughs> that I was gonna run to the Evo <laughs> and that would make it better it's basically the same um, thing and I ran like halfway to it and then was like you know what this was a terrible idea but, like, when we play field hockey, mm -hmm. we, I run, and then I feel like I'm going to pass out, and then I keep running because the ball is still moving and people are still trying to get goals. Yeah. It's funny because it's such an arbitrary, like, running. There's, like, oh, there's a tiny ball being hit across a field. Let me run towards it. And it doesn't have any practical meaning, but it gives us more purpose yeah. than, yeah. like, walking home. <laughs> walking yeah. home isn't fun. No, no it's like, not. No. Running and doing sports is fun. Yeah. I used to get my dad to, um, like, once I had him go and drop me off somewhere so I had to run home, because if I did a loop, I would always 
just like I'd lose my motivation and not go mm -hmm. as far as I was going to and then come back home. So I had him like take me five kilometers from my house and drop me off. So like, I guess I could have walked, but like I didn't have a choice. Like I had to, yeah, I had yeah, to make that, my way home. Yeah. I mean, you could have just slept in a ditch. <laughs> <laughs> they would have come to get you eventually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when I was doing gymnastics, I like broke and dislocated my arm all at once. Oh, and wow. so that was fun. Mm -hmm. But I didn't quit right away. Like I, I waited out an entire year. And in that year, like, it was really hard because I wasn't allowed to do, like, anything that used your arms. But right. all of my friends were, like, still progressing and I could, like, watch all of them learning new skills and stuff. So that was really hard. What were you doing if you couldn't use your arms? I could do, like, <clears throat> you can do a lot of tumbling things that don't use your arms. Like, you can do, like, front tucks and stuff. Okay. Um, like and you can no do... backflip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you can, do... I, like, I did a lot of beam. Okay. Oh, and like okay. boring things. I did a lot of leaps. And second year university thought that I would go back to playing soccer after not having played since grade 10. And so I signed up for an indoor soccer team because I was like, yeah, this is it. I'm going to get fit. And I played 15 minutes of the first indoor <laughs> soccer game. Well, this is laughing because this is stupid. <laughs> I played 15 minutes and then decided that I should run backwards so that I could watch the ball. <laughs> and I tripped over my own feet, f fell on the ground, and cracked my wrist so badly that I had to get surgery to fix it. <laughs> wow. I didn't know you were running backwards. I was running backwards, and there was no one near me. Like, I got home. My friend had to drive me home from the hospital because I broke my arm at UBC, and I lived in North Vancouver. So, like, I went to the hospital at UBC, and I got home, and my mom was like, oh, did someone push you? Like, did, did somebody check you? And I was like, mm. no, I just fell over. She also was afraid that if she called an ambulance, that she'd have to pay for it, so she walked herself to the hospital. Oh, no! Wow! Yeah. That's impressive. That's, like, one thing, though, your body kind of, as you get older, your body stops doing what it could do before. Like, you lose... You yeah. lose, mm -hmm. even though muscle memory is a thing and everything, you sort of lose those skills if you're not using them all the time. Not that what, running backwards is like a <laughs> skill that I had, but I feel like I feel like I was more able to keep my feet mm -hmm. under me. And then like now that we're back to it, I can do that and I'm not falling over and hurting myself. Yeah. The agility like comes yeah. Back yeah. after a while. Yeah, like your foot your feet start moving a little bit faster. Yeah. Sports injuries, Laura? I don't think I've had any. You major... got kicked by a horse. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, she was playing soccer with you. <laughs> yeah, that one. Um, she was running backwards <laughs> <laughs> on the horse. <laughs> if I were straight to do a no-handed backflip. I don't know if I consider that a sports injury because I was walking behind the horse, um, and not in an improper way. I've grown up around horses, and I knew what I was doing. But um, I think there was a dog beside me, and I think it kind of. Spark or spooked the horse and she kicked out at me and I just remember being on the ground actually this kind of has something to do with mental health um because I was with my dad's family and I view them as very like strong people because they like grew up on farms or mm -hmm. like are around horses a lot and stuff and even though I was in so much pain and I felt like throwing up and I was shaking and so dizzy I refused to show that at all and they all knew because they've all been kicked by horses, and they all knew exactly <laughs> what I was It's a running it family. family. Yeah, my dad got kicked in the face. Um, oh. <laughs> but, yeah, we, like, they knew, but I just, I refused to let them know because I thought it would make me weak, even though they're yeah. family, and, like, mm -hmm. they're very understanding, and I love them, and they love me, but, like, I literally got back on the horse, 
and like went and was in so much pain and like now I it hurts to move it sometimes in a certain way or like mm. if it's rainy out which is I'm <laughs> an old man apparently but like I think the strength part is interesting I think that's such like a valid point that mm-hmm. like in sports and stuff like you're not supposed to cry like you're always supposed yeah. to like be level-headed and like focused on like winning or like doing whatever you're supposed to be doing yeah and, like, like shake it off yeah keep going yeah that's interesting because then, uh, like, the expectation is that you don't cry and you be strong, but then you look at, like, men's soccer teams and they get so much shit for crying on the soccer field or for being such babies yeah. mm-hmm. on the soccer field. Like, I feel like that's something that we also have to overcompensate for as women <clears throat> as well. Like, yeah. you watch that's women's so soccer, yeah. like, nobody is faking injuries or, like, rolling around. Yeah, yeah. because screaming, then they like, get labeled as babies. Exactly, yeah. but men can friggin' just, like, toss wow. themselves to the ground and, yeah. and scream. Like, <laughs> I didn't yeah. think about that. Yeah, I think I've always had to, like, prove something like in mm-hmm. PE class in high or in, oh, in elementary school and high school like a lot of the time the boys were better at soccer than me because I was not good at soccer just in general like I was on the bronze league mm-hmm. so like I wasn't great but I would like force myself to like go past my limits in order to check them and if I got the ball once from them like I was proud of myself because I was like I need to be better than them or like be equal to them even mm-hmm. though like mm-hmm. why I actually um waived PE in in my middle school you could get like a signed form from a parent and an outdoor activity coach and you could waive PE so I waived it for half of sixth grade all of seventh grade all of eighth grade and then when I got into ninth grade I took yoga 10th grade I took dance PE and then I never did PE again so I haven't actually done like real PE since I was 10. Mm, you're wow. living the dream. I was living the dream. I was riding the, the wave of, <laughs> of the forms that I lied on. Yeah. <laughs> My, um, I took PE in grade 11, and it, that was like the first year when you could elect to not take it, so right. lots of people didn't, and I was one of the only girls in my class, and it became this like fun joke among all of the grade 12 boys that, that Alyssa's a man. <laughs> <laughs> because you took PE? Because I took PE because I was like somewhat athletic I think also it's just like you're intimidated could kick a ball she must be a man it's the only reasonable um, answer yeah. yeah which like now that I think about it is such an insult yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's very like mm-hmm. assuming that no it's woman all masculinity and, yeah, yeah like, well, also just like I think because I think that's an insult <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm very feminine how you call me a man <laughs> But I remember also kind of being, like, proud of it. Like, I was like... Yeah, it was still, one of the guys. Like, just one of the guys. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, to them, that was probably... A, it's... I don't know. I'm kind of torn here because, like, to they were probably meaning to insult you, but also, like, to call you to call you a, a boy means that they were thinking that you were doing things that they associated with, like, mm. them being masculine to, strength. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. It's a bit of a double-edged sword, I feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like if it was it was like the opposite of like you throw like a girl because I didn't yeah. throw like a girl so it was like throw like a man you're a man <laughs> but I do throw like a girl because I am a girl <laughs> yeah when I was in grade 10 or 11 it was a similar thing where you could drop out and I know that a lot of girls did but they started something called girls fit and it was really cool so we the way that our um, school worked was like the last block was fixed so um you it was one, two, three, four, but then it would go two, three, one, four. So block four was always the last class. Yeah. So um, we would have our PE as the last class, 
and we would go to the local gym and we were taught how to use all of the machines properly and we were kind of given like not quite workout plans but we had to work out um, like our cardio for at least 10 minutes and then we were supposed to do like weight training for so many minutes and stuff and then we would sometimes also just have class um, like a regular PE class but it was all girls and honestly that was so great and like not having that need to compete with the boys mm-hmm. or like outperform them or like push yourself to your limit everyone was all even though there were still people more sporty than others we were able to like encourage each other more and we had more fun and like the games and scrimmages that we had were just fun mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. just scary playing with the boys too because they're so aggressive and like yeah they almost so need to much prove themselves too yeah yeah like we used to play basketball all the time and i was very short um, and like you I would try, I, I, was. I still am, but I would like, like I was actually trying and I would like try to throw the ball into the net and they would literally just stick their arm up in the air and like knock it down. I was like, thanks everybody. Yeah. They're not like giving you a chance to yeah. succeed or get better even yeah. if you're not great immediately. Yeah. And out. they never pass to the girls. Yeah. Unless they like you. <laughs> they like you, like you. <laughs> I think that that's a, like when you were talking about, like, being competitive, Laura, like, that's a big part about mental health and sports, too, because, like, especially, I think, if you're playing something at, like, a, at a competitive level, it is so, it, like, the amount of pressure that you put on yourself and that, like, other people put on you is so intense. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, not winning just feels, like, so bad, and I feel like that's one of the reasons why, like, I hate Monopoly now, or, like, when we went bowling, every time I did, I got a gutter ball, I was, like, literally so mad at myself. <laughs> yeah, like, you almost get <laughs> like, I'm not good at yeah. exactly. Yeah. I haven't bowled in, like, three years, but I was, like, I should be good at this. Exactly. Yeah. The and term, like, oh, sorry, go ahead. I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was going to say, like, the term perfectionist is, like, Mm. mostly applied to school-related things or, like, work. What what am I trying to say? Like, academics. Yeah, more like academics. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You attach it to academics, but you can be a perfectionist in sports, too. Totally. Yeah, for sure. People always say that winning third in the Olympics is, like, way better than, like, getting getting second. No, yeah. getting second. second. Getting yeah. second, yeah, yeah. because yeah. when you're second, you're so close to first, yeah. and, like, you're not happy with your place, whereas if you're third, you're, like, you're, you're happy so... You're happy to be on the you're happy. Exactly. Especially, yeah. especially if you're playing a sport that is, like, played in matches, like, like for example, mm-hmm. like, soccer. Like, mm-hmm. if, you, if you came in third, you won your last game. Yeah. And yes, if you, play, that's if you came so in second, true. then you lost. Like, I would oh, much rather get it. Oh, no, that's true. It's so weird about, like, attitudes when you come to that, too, because, like, you lose a game, and you can feel bad about it forever, and then there can be people who are, like it's just a game, why are right. you being such a grunt? But then also, if you don't, you like, that means that you care about it. And mm-hmm. if you are, mm-hmm. like, immediately happy after losing, it's kind of like, I don't know, I'm a competitive person, so yeah. I like, mm-hmm. people who are, like, chipper after losing a game, I'm like, why are you here? <laughs> Be sad. <laughs> yeah, I very clearly remember, like, the first gymnastics competition I did where I, like, actually placed on, like, the eight-person stand or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think I got, like, eighth. But then... <laughs> I don't remember really any of the other competitions where I did really, really well. I always remember the ones that I didn't do well in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. you focus definitely on the yeah. negatives a lot. That's sad. I remember similar to that, but, like, not at all. I did track and field um, in elementary school. Like, it was just something that everyone did. It wasn't, like, pretty much all my friends did it, and it was just, like, a social event more than anything. And there was probably at least 60 kids in each, like, um, like age level, because uh, it was so many different schools that competed. 
And I always came like 57th or something, like <laughs> not great. And they would give you a participation ribbon. I always felt so like not ashamed to have that participation ribbon, but I was just like, I knew that it meant nothing. And mm, it made me true. like feel bad about myself. And then one time it was the Halloween howl. Uh, cause it was like on Halloween or something and a bunch Spooky. of kids didn't show up because it was Halloween time. And so I, there was only like 20 kids and I came eighth and I got a ribbon and Ooh. it has a skeleton on it. <laughs> And I still have that ribbon to this day. I don't have a single participation ribbon. That's But cute. when I got that, I felt so good about myself. Even though, yeah. in the grand scheme of things, I still place the same, like, percentage-wise. Yeah. But yeah. I got a ribbon. The day that yeah. you realize that the participation ribbon doesn't mean anything, like, probably right around when you learn how to read and then yeah, learn read. what the definition of participation <laughs> and is. And figure out that everyone has like one. It's, like, just yeah. the saddest day. Because yeah. suddenly, like, none of your trophy, like, none of the things that you got when you were little, like, the trophies that you yeah. got with your sports teams or whatever, none of them mean anything no. anymore. Yeah. I feel like that a lot of, um, <clears throat> kind of older adults mm-hmm. are, like, they're kind of grumbly about the participation ribbon thing. Like, kids should lose. Like, they shouldn't yeah. know participation ribbons. But, like, it's not like kids, like, kids aren't stupid. They know participation yeah. ribbons mean <laughs> they lost. Like, it's not like a kid gets a participation ribbon and is thinking, I'm so proud of myself. Champion! <laughs> Exactly. I almost, I think they should get rid of them just because it made me feel worse, I think, than if I had walked away with nothing. Mm -hmm. Because I was just like, now I just have this lame piece of ribbon that reminds me that I didn't do well. Exactly. (laughs) And yeah, and these people think that, like, that makes you feel good and that that's bad. Yeah, but also, yeah, why is that bad? (laughs) (laughs) Like, sorry for feeling special. You did the thing. You You completed the thing thing and you got the ribbon for it. Mm -hmm. That's actually a good point. Especially when you're younger, it's good to do the thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do all the things. Yeah, the thing probably helped you make friends. Yeah, yeah, and you don't want to discourage people from trying new things because, like, you might not be good at it right away, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which I also struggle with. If I'm not immediately good at something, mm-hmm. I yeah. refuse to do it. Yeah. Especially doing sports as like an as an adult. Yeah. Or- moving into your teens, even if you start something new, it's really frustrating because you know that you're bad at it. And you can, like, yeah. see how everyone else is performing in comparison to you. That's how I feel about people with cooking. Like, when they're <laughs> good at cooking and I'm like, okay, I'm struggling to make rice. Yeah. <laughs> but you're still learning. I guess. <laughs> I'm doing my best. How often do you like, see people cooking? Where do I you mean, go? we live I, with each other. I, like, oh. see people, like, what they eat for lunch. <laughs> we all cook. Or, like, when they talk about things that they can yeah. make. And I'm like, okay, the best I can make is, like, a stir-fry. Every time yeah. you sit down and I've just cooked something, I eat it and then say, that was the most delicious <laughs> thing I've ever made. I'm so good at cooking. <laughs> and Shania goes, oh. <laughs> okay. Oh, Shania. <laughs> Actually, that's something as well, comparing yourself. Oh, true. I've done that a lot with, like, teammates. Yes. And that's mm. not good because, like... They're your team. They're your team. And I do feel, like, happy when my team does well and stuff. But I know, especially in high school, um, I played on the high school field hockey team. And... A lot. There was a lot of girls who were really good, mm-hmm. and in particular, my specialty was like doing hits. And there was one girl, especially that she was better at hitting than I was. And on my spring league team, growing up, I was like the hitter. And then this girl comes in, and now she's the hitter. And instead of it like kind of pushing me to try better and do better, I immediately almost it was the perfectionism thing. Like I made myself mess up. So that I mm. wasn't in competition with her at mm-hmm. all. Like, I took myself out of the game. Mm-hmm. And then I had the same coach for my spring league a couple months later. And she was like, wow, you've improved so much. Did you do camps? And I'm like, no, this is my usual playing level. <laughs> it's just that now, again, I don't have that person. And I've brought yeah. myself back into the game. 
I feel like when there's a person who you think is better than you, I think that like when you remove yourself, it makes it it makes their ability more justified because it's yeah. like I'm not trying as hard, so like obviously yes, they're yeah, better. exactly. Like I'm that's not... what perfectionism yeah. really yeah. is. Like exactly. in school, a lot of people who procrastinate a lot are actually like perfectionists because they feel like Sorry. if they if it's not a hundred percent, they might as well not do it at all. Yeah, kind of a thing. Yeah, and I think that's super similar mm-hmm. in sports, and that's definitely what I did. Mm -hmm. to myself so I like self-sabotaged for three years on my school field hockey team but in my spring league team I was still trying my best and like pushing myself forward that's crazy yeah it's weird I like I I've never had a panic attack before really and I had a panic attack like on the field could not breathe had to like put up my hand also my coach was like yelling at me and I was just like but I knew I wasn't doing well and I knew that I could do well but I just like my brain Mm -hmm. every time I got the ball I would just like stop I wonder if it's like that for like people who play team sports games, I guess they're called. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when they know they're going to lose. Um, There's like, definitely, like, a switch. Like, you almost yeah. get frantic. You either get frantic or you lose all the energy, I feel. We played a... When I was... The last year that I was on a soccer team, I was on my high school soccer team in grade 10, and we played a game against a school from West Vancouver that had a soccer academy, oh. and our team was made up of, like... A bunch of girls that weren't super good at soccer. Okay, normal people. <laughs> it was a ragtag group of misfits. Yeah, who were super out of shape and like didn't know how to play soccer. Um, and they absolutely crushed us. Like they, I feel like there's kind of the unspoken rule in team sports where it's like once you've got a couple goals on the other team, if they have none, you stop yeah. trying yeah. to get goals on them. But this team just like went for it, and I think they got like 16 goals on us in a game. Wow. And poor goalie. The poor, first of all, the poor goalie. I think the goalie left feeling like really terrible yeah, about herself. Yeah. But also, by like halfway through the first half, we were all like, "Well, this isn't even fun because they're not. Mm-hmm. Not that anyone should drop themselves down to your level, I guess. But like, they're not being good sports about it. They're like still mm-hmm. celebrating yeah. every time they're getting goals, and they were already like five goals in. There was no way we were going to win. We should have just, like, we could have just ended the game right there and they still would have won. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's really a sign of, like, bad coaching also. Yes. Because I, like, I haven't been in that position very many times of, like, being so, so much better than another team that you're, like, literally murdering them into the ground. Yeah. (laughs) But. It was really something. I've never been, (laughs) I've never lost so badly in my whole life. But, like, most coaches, if you're up, especially if it's soccer, when, like, scoring goals is so hard. If you're, if you're up, like, four nothing, that's when coaches start going, like, make 20 passes before you shoot. You can win with your left foot. And, like, a good coach will say that to his team quietly, not, like, yelling. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because the thing is, is when it becomes super (laughs) obvious that they're, like, no longer trying to score goals Mm. and, like, basically playing keep away that yeah. also makes you feel bad yeah. yeah which is it's like a fine balance mm-hmm. to find because yeah obviously no one should be scoring 16 goals on a team yeah. yeah like that's just not cool i feel like 16 was an exa- exaggeration it might have been 10 how dare you lie still though <laughs> I in, my head, in my head in my head it felt yeah. like it felt that's like fair. it was never never i ending. felt like they were never gonna stop i think it was around 10 that's Yikes. still that's crazy still, it should never get that in, far in what two forty-five minute halves? That's like a goal every nine minutes. Um, my school, t- my Slow school soccer team was like that too, like a ragtag group of misfits. <laughs> like we had, um, like I played. I was used to playing in like the like the competitive league, but like not there was no girls actually that I played with that went to my school. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we were playing school soccer, it was mostly just like people who 
either like had played before and didn't play anymore, people who played like on a house team. Um, so it was really like a very different level than I was used to playing on, which could, could be very, very frustrating because mm-hmm. it's such a team sport and like having a couple of good players on the team does not make your team good at all. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, there was like times when we were losing so badly that I think it also depends on who you're playing with. Like mm-hmm. there, like I had a couple of girls on my team that were just so positive and even like funny. Like even if we were losing, it would almost become like a joke. Like I remember we were playing against a team that had names for their plays for penalty kicks. So like they'd like they'd like be standing at the corner and the one girl would yell like Swan, and then they'd all do something and it was just so like ridiculous because like I mean most most teams have that but they have like mm-hmm. numbers like yeah. it's not like names and I remember our school mascot was a shark and we got like one it probably wasn't even a penalty kick it was probably like a throw in but I think this one girl on my team yelled like Sharknado <laughs> <laughs> and we like fun. had no set plays for anything so yeah it just it, run it around wildly it depends on your attitude too because there is something about like losing terribly sucks yeah mm-hmm. if you're playing with people that like have a good attitude and you don't yeah. feel, especially also if it's not like that important of a game mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I mean it, none true. of them are really that important I think we we all knew that we weren't yeah sports sports at my high school were not like like it was football and rugby and nothing else mattered right yeah our senior field hockey team had four girls on it and we brought juniors up for the rest and like it was the wow. same with the soccer team people just weren't interested interesting table tennis was really good <clears throat> high school but like yeah that's cool when I was in grade, like 11 the school the provincials for all of bc was like my school's a team versus my school's b team <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're so good, you just have to play well, against yourself. That's yeah. so funny. That's crazy. Yes. Okay, coming up to our last point, um, kind of just touching on what Alyssa just said. Um, when does it become more of, like, like, when do you lose the fun of the sport and it becomes more about, like, your performance? Ooh. Because I feel like once you're in puberty, kind of, and, like, going through, like, where you're actually becoming more agile and, like, you know how to move your body right um you become more focused on your performance rather than the fun of the sport yeah oh I hadn't really thought of that before um I think I became more aware at that point like high school Mm -hmm. sort of um and I I stopped playing with the people that I had been playing with my whole life because that's when like the soccer was then split into tiers so the people I had been playing with for you know six years some of them went to the top tier and I went to the bottom tier. And I think that's what made me realize that it was like more than just having fun. Like there was also levels involved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think after that soccer became less fun for me. Whereas with field hockey, I played not the, the entire team didn't stay together the whole time for 13 years, but there was probably eight of us um, that I had played with since I was six. And so we still had our core together and there wasn't the levels like that and I think that still made it fun for me because I was still with mm. my friends and I still yeah. had that familiarity uh, I think that um you kind of make that switch when you stop getting excited like I'm just talking about soccer right now because mm-hmm. that's most of what I have experience in but when you stop wanting when you stop um getting excited for games like when you stop wanting to go to games yeah because I feel like nobody wants to go to practice like, most, like, I mean, you should, um, because it's still good, and, like, obviously improvement is important, but I feel like most people kind of moan and groan about having to get up and go play in the rain at, like, 8 o'clock on Tuesdays and Thursdays, but I think that if you dread games like that, then that means that, like, you kind of lost sight of what's important, mm-hmm. because 
you shouldn't like practices are supposed to be hard and games are supposed to be like where you use those skills and like yeah. and it's supposed to be fun like it mm-hmm. is a game but yeah i think that i think that there was a period where i felt like that when i was younger cause, like kind of going through that that transition you were talking about where mm-hmm. like you like sports became something not that like my parents drove me to mm-hmm. <laughs> all the time like something that you kind of had a, a choice in mm-hmm. um but I don't know, it's interesting. I feel like everyone kind of goes through a period where they kind of have to decide whether they're going to pursue this, like, and be good or, like, be competitive or just be really passionate about it or if they want to quit. Yeah, that's true. Any final thoughts, Mariah? Um, I think... Well, first of all, I kind of forgot what the prompt was, but I've been thinking about my answer this whole time, so now I'm not sure what question I'm answering, but I do have an answer. (laughs) Go for it. Speak your mind. (laughs) I think that there was, like, a switch in the way that I thought about things when I got into high school with gymnastics, because, like, I was never good. I was never good at gymnastics, but when I did it in middle school, it was more of a for-fun thing, Mm. Um, and there weren't really levels, and it was okay that you were kind of crappy at it, because everyone was pretty crappy at it, and when I got into high school... Uh, gymnastics wasn't, like, a big sport in my district, and so all of the high schools had, like, we had a combined team, Mm. um, and because of that, it was, like, a combination of, like, a handful of girls from middle school teams that had moved into high school, like me, and then everyone else was, like, elite gymnasts that had retired from being elite gymnasts, (laughs) and so it was, like, me who could barely do a front handspring, and then girls that were, like, throwing themselves over the vaults <laughs> and doing the thing where, like, they don't even touch the vault. They just, like, do a front flip, and all of a sudden they're on the other side of it. Um, and that was when I started comparing myself to people. Right. And also there was, like, the aspect of them being cool and older as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that was... I still enjoyed it, but there was a lot more, like... It became more of a... Like a I want to say mind game, but I don't really know if that's what I mean. Like, it became more of a thing that I thought about and worried about, was, like, how people mm-hmm. would think about my abilities. Yeah. I think also, quick <clears throat> last, last thought, it also, going with the whole high school thing, like, there's kind of that theme of um, becoming more, like, body conscious as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And there's, true. like, studies that prove that, like, girls drop out of sports more frequently, mm-hmm. like basically around puberty mm-hmm. because they're more aware of that they're being like bombarded with all these meat things in the media and like they start feeling bad about their body so if they used to swim or like even just anything like in field hockey you wear short skirts like that's the uniform and stuff so like people become more aware of that and I think that might be part of it as well mm-hmm. at least for girls yeah. I think the uh <laughs> final 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 thought <laughs> I think that the root of it was body consciousness, and it was the fact that I was realizing that my body couldn't do the things that my brain thought it could. That being said, I still wanted to do gymnastics. Like, when I moved to Vancouver, I still wanted to find a team, but by the time it got around to actually looking for one, I was kind of over it, and I joined the field hockey team instead. Mm -hmm. So I just found something else to do. You guys, that was our first episode. What a thrill. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. And while you're there, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review or comment. We're going to be releasing episodes every two weeks because two of our lovely co-hosts are still in university and busy with homework. Other than that, we'll talk to you next time.